We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to the corner. We are coming at you from Insert Coins Bar and Arcade in downtown Las Vegas. Get ready for an hour of wrestling, boxing, and MMA talk. I'm Kel Dansby, journalist for BSO. And I'm Andreas Hale, journalist for everybody and a bunch of other people and some other shit. And today we are talking about Broner versus Porter. We're talking WWE's plans for Brock Lesnar. The crazy ROH card that happened this weekend and the album no one cares about. And plus, there's some Made in America news that just dropped before the podcast we had to get into. Indeed. But first, Jose Aldo could be out. You know, you hear all those people weeping across the world right now. I almost shed a tear. You know, I love Dana White, but I know that dude's getting ready to jump into a freeway and like hopscotch to his death. Because this is the worst thing that could have possibly happened. It gets no worse than that. I mean, it's been a six-month buildup. Longer than that. I mean, Connor has been working towards this fight since he debuted. And now Jose Aldo gets injured, a fractured rib, which apparently came from a sparring partner. And the partner talked or whatever and said he was so sad and so sorry and that it was an accident. Listen, if you can't take a sparring partner's kick, I I would hate to see what Connor was going to do to him. That's bad for business. I. It's really unfortunate. I mean, as of right now, I guess uh, Jose is going to go to the doctor tomorrow, Thursday, and get an update. So he's not necessarily out yet, but I can't see him fighting with a fractured rib. I mean, if it's a bruised rib, I think he fights. If it's fractured ribs, I think they hold him out. Regardless of what it is, Connor's going after it, and Connor's going to target it. And he's going to kick him to the body all day. And they'll trade front leg kicks for kicks to his broken ribs. 
and that straight kick Connor has is legit. It is, and I, I just really, but it, I just don't know if Jose is gonna fight. A fractured rib is a big deal, you know. It messes with your breathing, which messes with your cardio, which messes with your flexibility, your movement. Five rounds with a fractured rib against somebody that you really want to beat, I just don't see Jose taking this fight. It's crazy because Connor had mentioned something like Jose was gonna back out some oh, time yeah. ago, like last year or something. Yeah. He mentioned it, and in those quotes, like buried in there. He had mentioned Jose backed out of his last two U.S. appearances, which is crazy to think yeah. about. He's like he backs yeah. out of U.S. appearances and then gets the fight in Brazil and then fights. I think he was hinting towards uh, some foul play with the testing in Brazil and him not willing to fight in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, when we did the media day, I think it was it was sometime last year. And I asked it was before it was for uh, kind of fought Dustin Poirier, I believe it might have been before that. And I asked him about, you know, what kind of champion he thinks Jose Aldo is. I was like, you think Jose is a champion who tries to win all of his fights by devastating fashion, or is he in here to protect his belt and do nothing more? And Connor kind of looked at me and said, I wouldn't be surprised with the way that Jose's been fighting if he pulls out of the fight when I get it. Now, mind you, this was like two or three fights before we even knew Connor was ever going to get this fight. He still had a lot of people to beat. A lot of people didn't think he'd beat Dustin Poirier. But he called him out. And said, you know, I don't think he wants to fight me. You look, he pulls out of fights. You know, the Pettis fight, which, you know, you can blame Anthony Pettis for that, too. Cause yeah. Pettis is like chi fine China. That dude <laughs> breaks Glass. everywhere. But there is there's something you have to look at when you're not fighting in the States. I think the last time Jose fought in the States was against Frankie Edgar. Um, co-main event, and I don't remember what UFC that was. Since then, yeah, it's only been Brazil. So if he pulls out of this fight, I figure they'll pull it, push it to Labor Day, which means it's still in Vegas. I've heard he won't be ready until October. So October, November, it gives him time to put a card in Brazil. Or, I mean, you can't really put that in Ireland, can you? I mean, I mean, you want to get somebody killed? Yeah. <laughs> you want to take him to Ireland? Somebody's going to die. At that point, it's deserving. I mean, at that point, the champion backed out. He can't fight in Vegas. Connor's been waiting. You go to where Connor wants you to go. So, so let's hypothetically say that Jose can't fight. And he's on this four to six weeks before he can train, and we're looking at an October return. If you're the UFC, what do you do with Conor McGregor? Frankie's waiting, right? Frankie put on his Instagram. He's looking at his phone. Frankie's waiting. And that's, that scares Dana White. Above everything else. You know what? You lose a lot of money on the promo. You spent a lot of money. Conor's the next big star. He, shit, Conor moved out here. He has a mansion in Vegas preparing for this fight, which I'm sure he's not paying the bill on. No, no. <laughs> Someone's picking up that tab. So there's a lot of, of financial things moving behind Connor. Stuff that we don't even see. And they've invested a lot in him. And Frankie Edgar has been running through people. I, I, I didn't think he was going to beat Uriah. And he dominated. That, yeah. That's a scary guy for Connor to face on two weeks' notice with no preparation. A guy who can take him to the ground and just beat on him. And has amazing stuff. Like subs on the ground, good hands, a veteran who's been in there with the best of the best. It, that's scarier than Aldo. It, it really is. It's coming from the guy who's a Frankie Edgar hater, huh? Yo, I, I'm not going to lie. It's scarier than Aldo. Maybe if he had a full camp, I'd, I'd lean towards Connor. But Frankie, it, it seems like everyone's had their eye on Connor. Of course. Everybody's been a Everyone's had their eye on Connor. They know he has a weird ass style, they know that his kicks and his unorthodox movements. Connor's only been preparing for Aldo. He's only had his eye on Aldo. 
So with two weeks to now switch from Aldo to Frankie and that mauling style and can go five rounds and it's it's just a whole different world. I'm not sure if I pick Connor to win that fight. And if Connor loses now, God, we might see Dana White cry ringside. I think if you're the UFC right now and you're Dana White and you're Joe Silva, you protect your investment, right? Pull it. You don't pull Connor. You put him in there with somebody else. You don't put him in there with Frankie Edgar or Chad Mendez. People are going to go crazy. They will, crazy. but they won't. Here's the issue. You've invested a lot of money in shutting down Las Vegas Strip for this dope commercial that you have and that we've been raving about. You've invested in a world tour for Aldo and McGregor. You've invested in, like, we've had, like I've said in previous podcasts, I think I've interviewed McGregor at least six times. I've never interviewed a fighter this much before a fight. Unless he lives here. And Probably even interview him again tomorrow. Yeah, I got to go see him again tomorrow. Yep. And it's always something new for Conor, but the UFC has invested a lot of money into this fight. If you put him against Frankie Edgar on two weeks' notice on a card that's pretty much already sold itself in a sense, you know, there might be people that ask for refunds, but you're running the risk of Frankie Edgar winning. A, a strong risk. Which it's, it's a legit risk, right? Because we all know that Frankie Edgar and Chad Mendez, and I don't, I know Chad won't get the fight, but we all know those two have been on a rampage, and they both want a piece of Conor McGregor. But it only makes sense if Conor McGregor beats Jose Aldo and those two fight for the belt. Exactly. If Frankie Edgar were to beat Conor McGregor, who really right now wants to see Frankie Edgar versus Jose Aldo? It's going to be a tough sell. I mean, that, that fight is Fox Sports 1. It's a pay-per-view. It's a co-main and a pay-per-view. Co-main. I'll give you a co-main. Maybe. It won't headline by itself. No. It's what, – what card do you stick it on? I mean, you put everyone else in major, major fights. You're banking on Connor headlining his own cards from here on out. Yeah, it's, but that's what I'm saying. you got to protect your investment. You got, we have to go the Al Heyman route. we got to <laughs> go ahead and protect our fighter. So you put, him, like, you put him in there with one of the only people that beat him. Duffy. Duffy said he'd fight him again. Duffy beat him years ago when Conor didn't have any facial hair. Duffy didn't. looked pretty damn good in his last fight. Duffy is good, but... And there's a weight difference, though. Duffy's heavier. Duffy's 10 heavier. pounds. Is he 10 pounds Yeah, heavier? he came in at, what, 155s? Duffy will cut the weight. For that fight, Duffy will cut the weight. He's kind of alluded to fighting Conor boy Nate again. said he'd cut the weight. Yeah, of course he Nate did. Nate Diaz. I mean, he couldn't come in at 155. He came That's in at 160 the like, last fight. Ain't nobody listening to Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening to Nate Diaz. But if, if you're the UFC, you have to protect your investment, and you have to make sure Aldo McGregor happens. If anything else were to get in the way of this fight happening, you just blew all your money promoting a fight that'll never happen. I wouldn't mind seeing Nate, by the way. You laugh it off, but if it's at 155 and we get Connor versus Nate, that can sell, and Nate's really not going to beat him. Yeah, I and mean, it's going to be a sl- just a slugfest, and Connor's going to kick his face off. I, I just I have a hard time trying to find somebody to go in there with Connor right now. Like Connor has to stay on the card. That's how I feel. You built but so he much. He drops down to co-main, right? Oh, of course. The title fight. <laughs> the title fight. Nobody's talking about. Robbie Lawler Law and Roy McDonald, that's a headliner now. Is it a great fight? Yeah. It's an amazing fight. Is it marketable? No. Not at all. So you're in a, you're in a tough spot, so Connor's got to stay on the card, even if it's like an exhibition of him flatlining somebody and then calling out Aldo again. You know, it's, you, but you just can't – you have to protect your investor. You just can't let him go out there and lose. You can't run that risk. Sorry, Frankie. Love you to death, buddy. You're not getting that fight. You shouldn't get that fight. Ugh, that's rough for Frankie. Bad Frankie's sitting – Sitting on his hands right now, waiting for that. Like, and trust me, I'm one of those guys that say the best you fight the best. But knowing how much the UFC is invested in this fight, I do not want to see them ruin it. Because Frankie 
can ruin this thing. So you're all about the business side of things. I'm, that doing, means I'm doing what makes sense. You loved Kimbo versus Shamrock this weekend. God something damn it, Kelly. We nothing, that's on. something I don't want to talk it's about. It's all about business, though. You just said it's all about business. That was bad business. It was big business. It was their number one fight. Big business. It was a freak show. It gives them no credibility. That card was dope underneath that. You're right, Pitbull. The Pitbull fight? Pitbull fight. Patricio? Was great. Jesus Christ. Uh, what's his face? Who was the former champion? Came out and just put in work. I mean, we had. Who lost to Pitbull, I believe. Yeah, I mean, we had we had a, a decent card. I mean, Bobby Lashley, whatever. But um, I didn't mind the Lashley yo, fight. Yo, I never knew Bobby Lashley was missing a tooth. Me either. I, that was, like, I looked at the that promo? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, him and Daniel Cormier kind of blow me away when they smile. I'm like, oh, you're missing teeth. All right. But, um, yeah, that was a freak show, man. So. For those that don't know, Shamrock versus uh, Kimbo Slice in a fight that apparently somebody wanted to see should have happened years ago before Kimbo got beat up by uh, Petrozelli. Over two million people wanted to see that fight. Jesus, man, I don't know. Numbers how. don't lie. So we get, so we have the fight. Shamrock's what fifty one. First of all, who commissioned this guy to fight? He did not pass the drug test. I don't give a damn what anybody says. You Yo, look, he was ripped. Yeah, like looking like Hulk Hogan <laughs> in the golden days. So it's like. He weighed 204, which was crazy. 30 pounds. What kind of different. what kind of fight is this? First of all, I never looked at Kimbo Slice and was like, yo, he looks like he's 240 pounds. He didn't even look that big, but he was. Anyway, we had this fight, which I thought Kimbo was going to win because Ken Shamrock hasn't beaten anybody since he was wrestling in the WWE. First of all, he has that weird entry with Animal from the Road Warriors. Yeah, I saw that. Like, all right, so we just went back to the Attitude Era to pull Animal out. Like, first, who saw that coming? I thought that was cool, though. I thought it was cool, but it was like, oh, Animal? Of all people? Hey. I would have got Bret Hart or somebody. Animal? Shamrock? Uh, Did they fight Canadian? in Chicago? Did they fight in Chicago? I don't, no, they fought in St. Louis. So then it still doesn't make sense. Why the hell was Animal there? I thought, you know, I don't know. I don't, good question. Are they from St. Louis? No, they're from Chicago. Oh, well, I'll be. I don't. <laughs> well, I'll be there. It's, it's right over the water, right? I, I just couldn't call. It made no sense. All right, so I give Bellator credit for this. The presentation was good. Stage and separate itself from the UFC. Add a little bit of the old um, Elite XC and Strike Force element, where it's a little bit showy. The fight itself was trash, horrible. I, I thought it was scripted. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> this is horrible work in the ring." It wasn't even scripted well. Like from a former pro wrestler, it was horrible work. Yeah, it was bad. Like it was no one. Kimbo couldn't take a bump. Like he went down on, on the. The, the slowest single leg in the, the history leg. of single leg takedowns. He just, like, tapped his ankle, and he rolled over, gave up his back right away. And then Shamrock just proceeded to lay in, like, the softest chokehold. I thought he was cuddling him and, like, right. nuzzling on they his look, neck They were, like, bit. spooning, right? It was. And it was kinda, Shamrock, yeah. you know, was big spoon, which is odd to Kimbo. So Kimbo had to play little spoon. And Kimbo just rolled over ever so gently on top of Shamrock, and the choke was in there. As far as rear naked is concerned, I don't care. I could be getting a rear naked from my nine-year-old daughter. She's choking me out with that. Yeah, you're going to tap. It was in. Both, both hooks were in, rolled over. Nope. Kimbo just moves his beard. I, his beard tickled him. That's, that's I what I think. Yeah, I can't find another logical explanation. How do you not – like, how do you sink in a rear naked choke where you have your man flattened out? You roll him over, and you see Ken Shamrock, he's grimacing. Like, he's really putting in work. Like, ugh. <laughs> and Kimbo's like, I'm going to tap. And I'm looking. And they, they almost did the WWE style, like, I'm going to raise my hand and make you think I'm tapping, but I'm not. And then you just let go. Like, I, okay, maybe Ken Shamrock's 51 and started stroking out or something. Like, I don't I don't know. Then you get up, and then what happens? You get hit in the face one time. One punch. Over. Night, night. Stop it. 
That's that was terrible. It was that easy. And people paid. I mean, people didn't pay. People no. that were there paid. Apparently. Ah, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. But people wanted to see this. A lot of people wanted to see this. More people than have ever wanted to see a Bellator fight. Well, it is Bellator. And you know what's gonna top this fight? What? Their next card. Uh, which I know you're. All right, let's talk with. about that because that that I have a problem with this card from top <laughs> to bottom. I have a huge problem with the next Bellator card. Tell everybody about it first of all. So, it's highlighted by Tito Ortiz Ugh. getting the title shot. Liam McCurry, like really? Title shot for Tito Ortiz, like we're back in 2002 or before. So, <laughs> that's that's you know the coup de gras. That's what's gonna draw you in. That's what's gonna make you watch that night. I already mm. know it. You're going to be rooting for Tito that night. And then we have the four-man light, like, heavyweight, tournament. light heavyweight tournament. It's kind of like the king of the ring. Like, I, I don't understand it. They're bringing tournaments back. I thought Coker wanted to get away from tournaments. And it's a one-night tournament where Phil Davis is just going to hug and lay on people and win for a number one contender to the main event. Oh, and then you got a couple of good fights underneath that. That's that's the well, no no you forgot you forgot the other thing that's the most important thing is that we're gonna have the cage next to a ring for what? kickboxing so you didn't so you you didn't read the entire press release I oh take god it. no I need to just check my email what so you have there's going to be like glory style kickboxing inter intercepted into this event so you're gonna go to the cage and then we're gonna go and watch Paul Daly fight in the ring okay. And then we're going to go back to the cage to watch Tito Ortiz fight for a title. Now, let me, ex- let me explain why I hate this thing <laughs> so damn much. Th- this is easily the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And I'm going to explain why. Those who are looking for legitimacy, right? Yes. So you go with a freak show with, like, Shamrock and Slice. You get high ratings. Great. MMA purists, we hated it. It was disgusting. So now you have – let's talk about this four-man light heavyweight tournament. Uh, Phil Davis, uh, Manuel Newton. Um, King Mo, the homie, and I, I. Who's the fourth person in this tournament? Um, good question. Let me look it up. Well, while you look it up, we have a legit four-man tournament right now. That's gonna happen in one night. Between we got a got wrestlers in there and somebody can bang. All right, so cool. Sounds good on paper. In practice, this is a horrible idea. What if somebody gets cut? What if somebody gets? What if two guys get cut? What if somebody can't finish this tournament tonight? You're going to be left unfulfilled. That means everybody in their first fight is going to protect themselves to not get hurt. You figure out who this, who this fourth man is? Nope, looking it up. But I did find out that Ortiz turned down the Kimbo fight. Good for him? For the title shot. That's the state of them currently. Explain this to me. Yo, it's so hard to find info on this card. That's not a great sign for Bellator. You know, I, I'll be watching. I'll put that out there. Because who doesn't like a sideshow? But if you can't find info on the card, it, it's going to be rough. Yowzers. I ain't finding nothing. But, dude, Poor it, guys. it's a four-man. This is just for the light heavyweight title. A title shot. A four-man tournament where anybody could fight, get hurt, not complete the tournament. You remember how bad the Super 6 was in boxing? Where they thought the Super 6 super middleweight tournament was going to last like a year and a half and ended up like going over three years because yeah. of injuries and all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, that was horrible. But, I mean, it's in one night, so. You think anybody's going to complete this thing? Yeah. All right, so who are you picking then? Picking Phil Davis to lay on people. So you're picking him to win? Yeah. Oh, I'm finding a fight card, finally. Jesus. It took forever. 
<laughs> yeah, literally, it's like the hardest thing to find. Oh, that's erroneous. It's not right on their website. Lynn Vassell, that's who it is. Thank you. Lynn oh. Vassell, yeah. Who, I'm not picking him to win. No. Does that does that matter? But uh, yeah. So this this car. I mean, Phil Davis. I don't know how they're gonna pair him. Obviously, I I don't foresee them pairing Phil and, and uh, King Mo together. No, I mean that'd make for a great second fight. That's that's yeah. That's your like that's your like capper there. But you know, King Mo's lost to Manuel Newton. Um, this is Phil Davis's Bellator debut, which they I guess apparently they believe that Phil Davis is gonna draw eyeballs. I guess so. I mean, they paid him like it. Right. And that, I, hey, look, I don't blame Phil. Go get the money. But Ugh. legitimacy is going to get kind of thrown out the window. But that's that's just one part <laughs> of the card. Tito Ortiz is fighting for the light heavyweight title. He might win. I mean, I'm sorry. Wait. Why? Listen, McGarry. And, you know, he was such a friendly guy, too, during the promo, which I also didn't like. Don't be friendly, my man. No. Be like the, not with Tito Ortiz. Yeah, be like the British asshole. Like, yeah. come through and. And get a little Conor McGregor in you. Yeah, like be your a wife, so showman. Your ex-wife is a slut. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I watched her on TV and beat my meat every night. Like, <laughs> like get in it. Like, you, you can't be nice to Tito Ortiz. That would never fly on TV. Uh, oh I mean, they that would have been on Spike. Shit was, they said shit a lot during the broadcast. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch. i tell you that much. If he said that, I'm watching. <laughs> and I want Jenna Jameson to walk him ringside. Yeah, that was what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to entertain me, please entertain me. Because, no, this, look, McGarry's unbeaten. Tito Ortiz is beaten. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> like he's been through one too many wars. He doesn't deserve this shot. Obviously, he can't. He's not fit to compete in the tournament. So they they throttle they thrust him to a title shot. Nah, I'm they want to sell. It's part of the circus mentality. It's how they're kind of going with their business. And then it, some legit <laughs> fights, and then you know a, a sideshow for the main event. Well, there's they, a lot of a sideshow. Yeah, this th- one, there's another sideshow. You got uh, Paul Daly, who once upon a time <laughs> was a. He was a, a competitor. You know, people thought he was going to get a title shot. Yeah, he was a good fighter. He's got great hands. Terrible wrestler, like a lot of guys. And Joe Schillinger compete in kickboxing. So it's like, yay, Like we're going to switch to kickboxing I thought now. that was just a normal-ass fight. Nah, man. And they, we don't know who they're fighting. They're like exhibition fights. Schilling and, and Daly are great and accomplished Those can't be on television. Yeah, they'll be on television. <sighs> I mean, you can't – look, look. You can't God. avoid it because there's going to be a ring and a cage next to each other. I don't know where you're going to put the press. It's like, as people, you got to look back and forth. Like, this is... Um, what city is this in? Jesus, I don't know. No I, one knows. I don't care. Hopefully... Oh, man. Listen, I'll say it right San now. San Jose. San Jose? Yeah. It's a little far for me. I might go watch. Good luck. I'm not going out there for what? that. What? I was just in San Jose for WrestleMania. Yeah. That's, that's a true. good reason for to go. Bellator? Not a good reason. <laughs> not a good reason. Uh, I don't know. I'm not missing, like, a Summer Sam trip for it. But if it fits into the schedule... I'll be all right. It's in September, so you got September. Time. Oh September no, we 19th. got. No, that's not good. No, it's a week after Mayweather. Yeah, which we'll talk about in some bo- in our boxing segment later. Oh yeah, but um, oh, we got to talk about <laughs> Joanna Jajipchip. Oh yes, Jajipchip. <laughs> yes. Uh, in Jajipchip. Yes, I think I got Joanna and Jajipchip. That's yes. her name. Yes, I, I've been practicing this all weekend. She is a beast. Savage. Oh man, just just looking across the cage and just seeing uh, Jessica's face just. Penny, yeah, Penny looked like Ugh. Penny looked like she was in a horror movie. That fight could have been stopped at any time. I'm glad though she was super tough. She didn't go down. She didn't quit. She's paying for it today with her face. Yeah, I mean she took an ass whooping, but it's all right. They got makeup. She a lady. Man, she got, they got it. makeup like that. She looked like Martin in that Tommy Hearns episode. Nah, I mean, I've been on Twitter. I've seen contouring. They can make way worse <laughs> look way better. She's good. A little contour here and there. She come out looking like Kylie Jenner. So, so the rest of the card, yeah, whatever. Nobody cared about it, right? But. 
that fight and Jay Chick was so good. I'm tempted to say she's the second best woman on the planet. I think she might leapfrog Cyborg. Oh, I think so. I think Cyborg is more hype. Yeah, I saw Cyborg get a whooping in Lion fights uh, Muay Thai. That's what I'm saying. So right? I mean, Cyborg, for someone who's supposed to have great hands and all this stuff, she couldn't handle kicks. I'm still not sold on her ground game if it's not ground and pound. And against Rousey, that really doesn't hold up. Yeah. And you can't lose weight. That, that's another thing. Yeah, what is wrong with that chick? I don't know. Like, she is – granted, she looks like she walks around at 175. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to ask her to go to 135. But she's just refusing to lose weight at this point. She don't care. No, she doesn't care. I mean, Holly Holm will be the next really good fight. Maybe. Quote, unquote. For Rousey, and they'll sell her as a boxing champion, and she'll last 30 seconds and then get armbarred, and people will say, oh, she's not well-rounded. Nah, and Jay Chick, she's the real thing. I, I don't see anybody beating her. Unless you have... Unless Jessica just makes... Aguilar, that is, makes it ugly. She's going to have to, but she's going to have to walk through a storm of punches. That girl is precise. Oh, it's quick. Her hands were so fast. She threw a 12-punch combination. Yeah, and Penny was like, I'm just going to eat all of these knuckle sandwiches because I am hungry. She ain't have an option. <laughs> she, like, you're saying it like she had an option. Like, she was just catching them one after the other. Like, it was ugly. Yeah. And uh, people were going crazy because it was like a woman-on-woman, woman, like, bloody fights. People were like, oh, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it was like a horror film. Listen, I mean, it was I, hard to I watch. Enjoyed when, that. I enjoyed that. When you saw Penny in the corner, you looked at her face. It was like, God damn, somebody stop it, please. <laughs> That's somebody's mother. Like, damn, sister. You Listen, your kids ain't in the like cage. That. That's true. You better get this work. That's true. That's true. And talking about, uh, actually, we're going to move on to our boxing segment, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. We're talking about women and powerful women. True. And we got to talk about the most powerful woman. So I don't get slandered. I have to call her that, by the way. We got to talk about Beyonce. Before we get out of here, Made in America lineup dropped yeah. before uh, the show started. Uh, I'm sure you have inside info, Mr. Rock Nation. I don't. Um, I, I, look, look. I'll be completely transparent right now. I don't know what the hell's going on in Rock Nation. And I've been working for Life and Time since the inception of Life and Times. And no, I knew nothing. Well, what, the beehive will be in full effect. F- fantastic. I know nothing about it. You know what you're really going to love? Beehive, Future Hive, because Future's on the lineup, too. Oh, my God. What? Like, Beehive versus Future Hive? We can make that an entire segment. Look, Kel, maybe you can explain this to me. And, and any of our – because I know, I know I'm going to get tweets for this. What? Why? Who cares about Future? What is it about Future that is so appealing? He's the Luther Vandross of our time, according to Twitter. That's, that's bullshit. Listen, I don't know. I can't explain it. This is what they say. This Do you is what hear the it? Kids think. Do you hear it? No, I don't hear it. Okay, so he sucks to you too, then, right? Uh, he doesn't suck. I saw him perform. He's all right. I mean, what? No, but I mean, look, I'm one of those guys. Like, I've been in this game for a long time covering music. I can hear a hit record, not like it, and understand why it works, right? I hear Future, and I just don't get it. That I commas can- joint, I can understand. Like, if you down south and you're in a club, they'll play it. They're playing in strip clubs. I guess strip clubs is where you break a record now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you just over I mean, titties in a pole. That's how you break a record. That's it. I mean, I, I can see the logic in that. That's hip hop for you. There's there's money. That's right. There's naked women. There's twerking. I mean, I guess that's where you break a record. And you just talk about money and other stuff. And he barely sings it. I, I don't get like that whole genre. Like I feel like it's been really dumbed down as far as crooners are concerned. And uh but people still love them. They've been around forever, so I can't say it's these young kids. I mean, Nate Dogg was amazing yeah. as a crooner. Yeah. He can yeah. actually sit, but he could, like, harmonize. But he was a crooner. He wasn't, you know, just blowing people away. He was a great hook, hook man, though. Like, Future has whole songs to himself. 
Yeah, that's that is odd. <laughs> I didn't even whole, notice that. Like whole songs to himself. Ty Dolla Sign, same thing. Ty uh, could actually sing though. He was in Ty and Corey. Like, like people who don't know, like Ty and Corey toured with Sy Rock and was backing up Kanye overseas when Kanye was first getting on. Ty Dolla Sign's nobody new to this scene. Future, I don't get. But they're all in the same genre. The kid with the one eye that we just talked about. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Uh, people swear to God he can sing. I don't hear it. Like if if Fetty Wap can sing, then then I'm blonde. I I don't understand. Like yeah, I I don't hear that. But people love these crooner kids. And uh, shit, Mackinnon had a hit. What do you want me to say? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm surprised he's not on this card. Drake didn't call in any favors. Yeah, who else we got on this Made America card? Uh, we got Big Sean. Always okay. a dope set. Yeah, of course. Uh, Meek. It might as well be Meek and Nicki because yeah, they're attaching hands. to hip. Yeah, whatever. Banks. I like Banks. Banks is. I, I really do like Banks. Uh, he's dope. Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. It's gonna be a good rock show. Uh, Axwell and Engrosso, which we're spoiled here in Vegas. Yeah, like they, see him every weekend. EDM all day, every day here. Uh, J Cole and I like EDM by the way. Uh, J Cole, which is cool. Yeah, Cole they will need be someone. Yep, of from course. their camp. Uh, Bass Nectar. Not bad. Also spoiled. Um, being here in Vegas, modest, modest mouse, good old modest me. mouse, yeah, cool. G Easy, DJ Mustard, uh, Nick Jonas. Hey, Nick Jonas might be gonna, the sleeper. It's got to hit records, so hey, Nick Nick Jonas might be the sleeper. Uh, Santa Gold, A Track, which once again, A Track always has a dope. Set. His dope, his set, it's just, and yeah. his festival set is. Way it's better. always like yeah, seeing A Track. If anybody has not seen A Track live, you are losing. Oh, that yeah. guy's amazing live. I mean him for a DJ too. and Carnage, like their trap yeah, sets are just, yeah, just nuts. bananas. Um Duke DeMonts. Who else going. do we have? Got Fabulous on there. Fab uh, Fab's in, in small letters. Yeah, it's small print. Why do I do my Woo! man Fab like small that? Small letters. He's under DJ Mustard. Oh, and G Easy. G Easy has my hell of a following. Yeah, Fab is college kids. G Easy is what Asheroth was supposed to be. Oh, let's not get started on that again. <laughs> uh Bronson, Earl Sweatshirt. Vic Mensa. Hey, can I, can I let me have a word about Vic Mensa real quick? I was a big fan of Vic Mensa. Kids these days, dope. His mixtape, dope. LA Hollywood, all that stuff is dope. Ever since he got with Kanye, I haven't liked anything. Nothing. I don't like you mad. I don't like nothing I've heard from him. It's very it's, I feel like he's kind like diet kind like he's like a hybrid of Kanye and Kid Cudi now. I don't like it. I mean he, he I don't like riding a wave. I don't like it. Like, the kid could rap. And this isn't to say he won't have a great album. This isn't to say anything. But what he's been doing with Kanye is just, I don't like it. It just feels, like, weird. And I hate using the word weird because I do like things that are alternative and different. But, like, It's just Wolf, not him. Yeah, it just like, did. Don't, don't change something that works. It was just weird. Just looking at him and listening to him, I was like, what the fuck? What is this? Tell you the truth. I was scared Chance was going to go in that direction. Yeah. Someone but, who's, like, so multi-talented and could do different things where someone was just going to grasp on to, like, a sound and be like, you're this guy. Right. Sound like him. And it seems like Vic is falling into that trap, and Chance didn't, thankfully. And he Which makes his style of music. Shy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that, that whole, like, young, shy, like, movement. Like, Those kids when are that dope. went big, like, three, four years ago, like, four or five, maybe. And they were yeah. like, yo, there's a new wave of, like, shy kids coming up. Like, pay attention. He was right up there. Talented, and, uh, talented. But they had their own sound. Right. They had control of their music. That's another big thing. And they just put out their projects, yeah. however they wanted. So, uh, he'll be there. Uh, it'd be dope to see his live show. I, I, if it looks like Kanye, I'll puke. So I just don't want to see him doing what Kanye does. I want Vic to be Vic Mensa because he's dope. Yeah. Very dope. And that's pretty much rounding out the whole joint. There's some other little names down here. or well, not little, but everyone's a pretty good name, but um, in small print. And it's two days, September 5th, September 6th. 
Uh, I'm sure there'll be some sort of documentary again. I mean, I produced two of them for the last, for the one two years ago. I produced a TD documentary. I put that thing together and chased those guys around the West Coast for like a month. And then I did one where I went up to Albany and hung out with Macklemore. And those were dope. Like, we did pieces on everybody that performed. I think one of our other producers did Haim, a documentary on Haim, and before Haim really blew up. Um, that's fun. But like I said, I don't know what's going on Rock Nation. If I get a call, fantastic. But I, I have no idea. You get called for the BET show. Nah. And that was boxing. Yeah, I, no, nobody called me. No, no, Andre Ward. Actually, we're going to talk Andre Ward when we come yeah, back. Yeah, we are. Segway, segway, segway. <laughs> you guys stay tuned. Um, we got boxing coming up. Craziness. Broner versus Porter. We were both there. Yeah. We saw all the madness. We got to talk about who Floyd's going to fight. Like, <laughs> Not is he Andre fight Berto. A cupcake? <laughs> like, it, it's going to be crazy. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Yeah. This is usually where the sponsors will go, but since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at The Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions. Hopefully the good ones at the corner pod at Gmail. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Corner LSN. My people. All right, everyone, we're back and we're talking boxing. We're at the wait, Broner, wait, Porter wait, fight. wait. Did you, did you hear that? What happened? It's an unexpected album. It's Tiger. Oh, Tiger God. just Tiger just interrupted my life with a surprise album. Oh, no one cares about that. Is 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 it like pictures of him and Kylie and the uh, album cover? Yo, and like if that's the case, maybe it'll sell. Besides that, I don't see him getting any traction. Let did me, you know about this? It, it was like surprise, like Beyonce. But I don't call these surprises. I call these interruption albums. Because <laughs> you are ruining my day just trying to say that this is a surprise album. Yo, can we drop like a surprise podcast? Like yeah. just just drop it on a Monday. Right, and you're gonna you're gonna listen to it more. It was gonna blow up. Like, oh nah, my god, man. they did a surprise Look, podcast. These surprise release dates need to stop, right? Because I don't want Joe Schmo from around the block rolling up on me. He's like, yo, I just dropped a surprise album. How is this a surprise? I never even heard of it. You're not surprising me, dude. You're annoying me. You're interrupting me. These are interruption albums. Tiger has an interruption album. Tiger had an album with Chris Brown that, that bricked, that didn't go wood grain. Yeah, that was that was whack. It had like two good songs. I didn't it. even listen. Why would I listen to it? I actually went to the concert, so I had to listen to it. It was a whole big spiel. Yeah, right. That's okay. right. A piece about the concert. Whatever. Uh, Tiger's still whack, and I missed his set. By the way, I just completely well, I blanked mean, on his set. Dude, listen. Tiger's one of those guys that I've looked at, and I've been like, "Why are you here? Like, who invited you?" <laughs> like. You look at Tiger's career, <laughs> but you look at Tiger's career, and you do say, like, is he dope? Like, he got carried by Chris Brown. He was one of Mustard's early beats with Rack City. He rolled into Young Money. Mm, did really nothing. Did not, I? He, he, he has the Lime and the Coconut song. See? Yeah. Don't forget about that. That's classic, Easy Tiger. to forget. Easy to forget. And here he is dropping a surprise album. Guilty pleasure. I'm not going to lie to you. I heard the Tiger-Justin Bieber single the other day on my Pandora. And I wasn't mad at it. Well, I don't care. Hey, but yo, Bieber got it. Yo, that was a dope song. You gotta listen to this. I nope. know you don't you don't want to, but you have to. Listen it's to the Biebs and Tiger and just act like you don't know who it is. That's uh, Tiger's still horrible, but the Biebs kills that chorus. So so speaking of that, with with a crap album, which I'm just gonna call it crap. I haven't even listened to it. That's unfair. I'm sorry, Tiger. I haven't even listened to your music, but I just think it sucks. Nah, it's gonna be trash. Right off the top. I just that's what I do. 
you interrupted me, now I'm mad. And if I listen to it, I'm going to be mad like you interrupted me with like something that I didn't want to be asked. Like, nah, don't ask me stupid questions. You just Mr. Questions. TMZ at this point. Mr. Get, TMZ. Get this guy out of the paint. Yo, just only care about him to see who he's dating. So, this, we're, I guess uh, after this week, we're halfway through the year, huh? Yeah, man. It went quick. Yeah, it did go quick. Big 20- moments, busy year. So, it's been half the year. So, what are the top five pound-for-pound pound albums of the year? Ugh. You want to go first? You want me to go first? A hell of a pound for pound list. Um, I'll go first because people are gonna love your list. People are gonna try to crush me for my list, they and I expect it all the time. That's your life, and <laughs> it happens. But listen, shit makes sense to me, so I'm rolling with it. Five through one, uh, five Tetsuo and Youth, Lupe. I'm just a huge Lupe fan. Thought the album was really good. Mural is probably my favorite song of the year so far. Eight minutes straight, just crushing it. There's just Triple entendres littered throughout that song. And there's metaphors that he'll say four minutes in, reverting back to two minutes ago. Um, he's a beast. So Lupe's there for the Shrem Life joint with the Ray Shremmer kids. You I don't really yeah, like those guys. I do. The album was dope. Front to back. Club bangers. You can't even front on it. I know traditional hip-hop people will front on it. Like Everybody that. else, they'll, they'll have my back on this. Those kids got it on that album. Uh, Michael Made It really got it. They're kind of just a face for him. Like He's like, yo, I'm yeah. too old to sell pop music. Let me get these little kids who are just old enough but just young enough to wild out and just put out my my work properly. Um, three, album about nothing, Wale. I, it was a better album than I thought. I saw him perform tracks off of it. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm not a huge Wale fan, but I thought this album specifically was dope. It's one of his best projects. Uh, since I guess he signed to Maybach, it, it was a really cool piece. So it's in my top five for right now. Uh, two at long last, ASAP. Still growing on me. Still, you know, listening to it all the way through. I've listened to it a couple times all the way through. I had the long road trip up to San Fran for the finals, so I got to really hear it. I, I thought it was a real good work. I, ASAP never disappoints me, so I like him. He got a different ear. That's dope. And then number one, Dark Sky Paradise, Big Sean, front to back. I don't got to skip a track. Uh, Big Sean, lyrically, top five right now, spitting. So he he didn't disappoint me either. I thought it was good front to back. That's five. God damn it, Kill. I did it again. Dropped the mic on him. It's hard to follow that. This silence is – first of all, I'm thinking about last week right now. I didn't say no no crazy shit last week. You didn't? What did I say last week? Rachel Dolezal. Oh, that was – yeah, all right. All right, yeah. I thought it went one episode without saying crazy shit. Nah, never. All right. Before I even start my list, how did you not put Kendrick Lamar in your top five? I didn't think the album was top five. Do we have to revisit the first podcast again? If you guys haven't heard our intro oh podcast, God. after this, go back and listen. And cool. It, it was impactful. And, you know, I'm just a bigger Lupe fan than I am Kendrick. So Lupe gets that spot. I, I thought Lupe's album was just like Kendrick's. It was like it had feeling, it had meaning, it had a purpose. But people just don't connect to Lupe like that. They think he's a weirdo activist dude, and Kendrick has more pop appeal. So he did the same shit, and it sold. And oh my god, no one has ever done this. You got no, four on, other Lupe's people on your list, though. You got like four other people on your list. Yeah, man, Ray Schremer. Come on, man. Shout out man. to the kids, man. Shout how out to you, the kids. How do you do this? Shout out to them. God over Kendrick. Damn it, Kill. We got this. I'm gonna get a T-shirt. Says, "God damn it, Kill." Because I say it every goddamn episode. Ray Shremmer over over Kendrick. Put it. I don't you care are, where y'all put. You, it. you put this in the headline. Right All right. 
pipe down you. Let, let me go. Let's, let's get a real man's list. I don't Dope know what list. that. Number five, um, the Ecology Fashion. Great album. Um, his Mass Appeal debut, long overdue. Fast could rap. That's all there is to it. Um, kid is dope, man. Like, what else can you say? Uh, four, I really enjoy the Surf album. The Social Spirit, Donnie okay, Trumpet. So yeah, no. It's, musically, surf is it's, dope, though. Musically, it's a great album. It's not just a chance to rap a showcase. It's, it's, a, it's a whole crew. And those kids can play great music. Rememory with Erica Badu was great. Um, I know some people are annoyed with the Slip and Slide song, but I like it. Um, I like that you got Bust on there. I, I just like how it all worked out. And it just felt good. It was like a really feel-good album. I thought it was dope. Everyone really put that together well, I thought. Like, you know, they, they really showed support, and it came out in the music. Yeah. So it, it was a good album. Like, uh, that's four. Number three, Lupe Fiasco, Tessuo and Youth. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. There, there's people that who don't like Lupe as a, as a rapper, just you just don't like rap. You just got to figure out what you need to do with your life. I just lock him in a room listening to Mural on loop. Uh, Lupe is... He's a casualty of his own greatness. He's he's jaded for a reason. And I've got stories because I've known Lou for a long time. And we haven't talked in years. But um, he's just he's really jaded by what this industry has done to him, which unfair. I mean, the Atlantic uh, situation, you just kind of look at how his career has panned out from what he once was. And it's unfortunate because Tetsuo and Youth is probably one of his most complete albums to date. Um Phenomenal songwriting, phenomenal, you know, lyricism. The beats were great. It was a great album. I can't believe people slept on it. Um, two, look, I like Drake's album. Okay. Oh, like, I didn't even have Drake. So no Drake, no Kendrick on my list. Yeah, right. yeah, you written dog. Anyway, but the thing about the, the Drake project is when I first listened to it, I was like, this is cool. But Drake has songs that I go back to right, like right now that I didn't really like. At first, Legend was cool. And now I bumped the hell out of Legend. Oh, Legend's dope, yeah. You know, like... He has a couple of those. He's got some bangers on there. And for this to be a mixtape that he was just like, yeah, let me get this out of here so I can get out of this contractual obligation, smart move. And that's why it's not on my list. To me, I feel like it was a mixtape that was just put out for sale, and it's a bunch of throwaways. To, to me, his real album's coming. That real album is going to be incredible. Well, it's going to be... album of the year. If these were the throwaway songs... It's going to be a challenge. It's scary. Well, here's the challenge with Drake, because this project, you can throw away these songs because, you know, they're not groundbreaking. They're still good. There's just nothing groundbreaking in there that's going to change the game. So when he put out this project and I'm listening to it, yeah, it's like, was it like 19 songs? Yeah. You in the six. I mean, you got a lot of joints. Like, they straight fire on this yeah. album. Some things you could do without, you know, like a lot of the Party Next Door stuff. I'm like, okay, we replaced the weekend with Party Next Door. Whatever. I'm not that huge on Party Next Door. Me Even either. though the song with him and Big Sean on that album is dope, yeah. but I mean. Um, but, yeah, whatever. But, Drake, still, for you to have a throwaway album and for you to land number two on my list, because I enjoy the album, um, him and Lupe may switch day to day, but I, I enjoy Drake's album. No, it was no. good. I just didn't consider it an album. So yeah. that's just technicality on my point. And then uh, number one is Kendrick Lamar. Like, how do you not put Kendrick Lamar? Like, musically speaking, from a musical perspective alone, it's phenomenal. And then what, he, what the goals that he accomplished, I don't, I don't know. We don't have to revisit the whole first episode. But how, yeah. is, it, how is this not on your list? Because the impact is not what I'm judging. I'm judging the music, how much I like the music, and it was good. It's not in my top five so far this year. I don't think musically it was that – it's not that far behind the Wale joint, but it wasn't as good to me. Um, it's not as good as Wale's album? No, I thought Wale was spitting better. Okay, you know what? Sonically, yes, it sounds great. Yeah, you got real instruments. Lyrically, too. And, I mean, I'm a, I like Wale, but Kendrick's a better rapper. And Kendrick is a better rapper, and I thought this was, what, third – 
ranking amongst Kendrick's albums, in my opinion. Which is still better than, like, everybody else's. And not on my list. God damn it, Kelly. How do you... Ray Shremmer made my list. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How do you put Ray Shremmer over a Kendrick Lamar album? Because for what they do, they don't fake the funk. They try to fake to be lyrical, all this stuff. And listen, I love lyrics. I, no one will ever tell me different. I grew up in NY. It's just lyrics through and through. You know, the, the poppiness was never my joint. But these kids got it. Front to back, they had nothing but club hit, club hit, club hit, club hit, club hit. And you know what? I got to give them props. So you you can find, like... You know, switch them and Lupe, though. Lupe got to be higher on that. Like, you got... Like, complexion, um... Modern, How many times you go back and listen to the Kendrick? I listen to it I listen to it today. Listen to it today? Yes. You might be the only person. Bullshit. I'm not sure the replay value on that is, is, is scroll. Now I get it when people say you are trolling. I'm not trolling. I'm dead ass serious. I've listened to it three times. That's it? Yeah, I listened to it halfway before our first uh, episode. And then I listened to it to make sure I wasn't batshit crazy after that episode. I listened to it for a week after that. And then I was like, eh, okay, I can go without it. Oh, man. Have you checked the mailbox lately? I, I've de- No, I haven't really got it. Don't check there. it now. I need to check it. Check this. it after this show. Right after the show. Look. Listen, hit us up. Twitter, mailbag. I don't care. I'll clip this out and make it its own little joint on the YouTube so you guys can go right here and hear me talk this talk. Kendrick's not on my top five. You want me want me to make you feel better? I'll put him at six. That doesn't make me feel better. Okay, then yeah, then then he's outside the top five. You're crazy. He could be at six. It was all right. Enough. I'm done talking about this with you because it just all it's gonna do is. We were supposed to talk boxing. Yeah, let's talk boxing. I'm sorry, we got interrupted by Tiger's album. Thanks a lot, Tiger. Tiger, he ain't on my top five. He ain't on anybody's top five. Tiger ain't on Tiger's top five. Tiger (laughs) (laughs) Tiger be like, Tiger, what's your favorite album? Yours? Nope. Damn, Kylie? Kylie's not giving Kylie ain't listening to Tiger shit. Black China definitely ain't listening to that shit. Nah, though. man. She's like, oh, good riddance. Yeah. No Tiger in her Serato. Nobody listens to Tiger. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tiger makes songs and never plays them again. He just leaves. That's it. Collecting invisible checks. He ain't came, man, he's, he got that he got that Jenner money now. He don't care about you buying his album. That's why he just, here, have this throwaway. I got that Jenner money. He going to be mopping floors with Raekwon. I mean, Jaquan, not Raekwon. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the ghost. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah no, we ain't talking about Ray. Yeah, nah, now, Jaquan, tipsy Jaquan, who's, who's going to be mopping floors here in his own. first album wasn't bad. Shit. Anyway, moving right <laughs> along. We just- right. <laughs> going into Broner Porter. Damn. We were both there. Uh, Broner, damn. See, that's the same way I think about Broner. Damn. That Broner, damn. Still didn't even show up. It's the end. This is it. He's, he's Zab? Yeah. He, no, 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 no. To compare him to Zab now is insulting to Zab Judah. Oh, shit. Well, Zab at least got heart. I mean, not only that, but Zab was extraordinarily talented. Yeah, he was. The only problem with Zab is, like, he allowed the stardom to get to him and ruin him. Zab wasn't a douchebag. Zab was never a douchebag. No, no. Zab's always been an, a great guy. Yeah. He just got caught up in the party and life. He was being a really York. good fighter. Yes, he was. Until Kache Zhu made him do the dance, and it changed his life. But it was all because Zab didn't like Zab wasn't taking his craft seriously. That's the only comparison. Because I figured that I felt that Zab could have been on Mayweather's level if he would have taken his craft seriously. When we shot a, a, a short documentary on Zab before he fought Danny Garcia, and Zab told me that he would come to the fight with more liquor in his body than was in the Grey Goose bottle. Damn. Because he was partying the night before a fight. Ugh. It, some of these stories you hear about fighters, like when you get, it's <laughs> we like crazy. We're gonna get Zab in here. We're gonna get. We're Zab gonna get Zab. Zab. Zab's a homie. Stories, Shout out to Zab if you're listening out there. Um, he was supposed to actually come through for the Mayweather Pacquiao week, but he got tied up. 
But Zab will tell you stories about where he went wrong in his career, and he'll admit it in a minute because there were just things he shouldn't have done. He shouldn't have partied like he should have. And his career's not over, by no, the he's, way. He's, he's Catching, like, a nice little second wave. He's, he's getting be, another fight. Yeah. I know. I mean, we've been talking. He's getting another fight. But, um, yeah, I can't go – like, Adrian Broner compared to – like, I'm sorry, Zab. I, I, I used to do that. I used to say either Adrian Broner is going to be the next Floyd Mayweather or the next Zab Judah. No, I'm sorry. You, you'll never be Floyd, and you won't be Zab. That kid is cool. Zab. He's just – man, he's a sad dude. Yo, the, he just brought no – no game plan into the fight, no heart until the twelfth, and then he was like, "You know what? I think I might use some offense," and caught him. You know, caught Porter with the sneaky, and then dropped and then him, what? and then that was it. And then Porter came back, and Porter woke up and, and fought. But first time Porter's been down, and it showed that that Broner has power that can translate. It can if he feels like being aggressive, and if he's not. You know, right in the jock of Floyd all the damn time and wants to be a defensive fighter and lean on P. Oh, let me just dance around. My man, you got no production and you don't have the accuracy of Floyd. You don't even so, have the output. Yeah, like you're you're doing nothing. It's an injustice to your career. Watching Adrian Broner is one of the most frustrated exercises in boxing because when I used to fight, watch him fight at 130 when he beat up DeMarco, when he destroyed Jason Litzow and I think it was a Friday night fight, um, Antonio DeMarco, you saw the air pop, right? At 130, he could stand in the pocket and slug it out with you. Now, DeMarco, he's retired now after what Bartholomew did to him. But um, you move up to fight Pauli Malignaggi, and this is where I I saw things going wrong. When he fought Pauli Malignaggi, he barely won that fight. And I gave him rounds he shouldn't have got. Barely. When I looked at it again, I was like, eh. But you notice there was a problem. He stops. He doesn't punch a lot. He's flat-footed. And he fights at 140. He fought at 147 like he did at 130. Think he could just get guys out of here. And it didn't work. So so he gets Marcos Maidana, who's a bull in a china shop, and completely wrecked him. Crazy. Right? Yeah. He was- so so you so you look at that fight and you go, okay, eh, maybe it was just an aberration and not the rule. He fights three other fights. He fights what? Molina, he fights Emmanuel Taylor, which he didn't look good against, and he fights uh well he fought John Molina and was like dancing, you know? Yeah, yeah, he danced around him, he hit him a little bit. He, used, he put him at the end of his jab. I was like, oh, he didn't look bad, but John Molina's slow as molasses, right? Where does he go? Does he does Broner go back down? Well, see, here's the thing. You fought Sean Porter, who was a better version of Marcos Maidana, and you looked just as bad. No output. You tried to counter. Your reflexes are too slow. You're flat-footed. You got rocked several times. You got lucky and caught a bunch, but he never fought with a sense of urgency. He never, never. fought like he was losing the fight. Nope. He was. I, I swear to you, he was unaware that he was losing that fight. Until the 11th, and until he got that point taken away, he had no clue he was losing a fight. I don't know how, because his output was terrible. I, I think he's I gave him two rounds. He's that confident. He's just out of his damn mind. With That's confidence. what he is. He's out of his damn mind. It, it's, it's past arrogance. It, it's blind misconception. Like, he just can't grasp what he is. You are a fighter that has the bulk to cut weight and punch with people and you have offensive ability because you're flat-footed to stand in there and hit people faster than they hit you if you dance you're not going to do it and you can't fight bigger people it's just done you can't fight it but this is why i say it's such a uh, frustrating thing to do when you watch adrian broner fight he doesn't throw combinations go watch any of his fights he doesn't throw combinations he's a pot shot artist he throws one punch at a time at 135 you might be able to hurt somebody get him out of there but when you fight guys that keep coming at you it doesn't work right nope. So then you, you're watching this fight progress, and then you realize, oh, shit, Adrian, Por- I mean, Adrian Broner is unable to make adjustments. 
completely unable to change his game plan. He still tried to counter with the left. He still tried to catch Sean coming in. And then when it didn't work, you could see it written all over his face that it wasn't working. However, his ego wouldn't allow him to adjust. To, yeah, to, to say, you know what, I may be losing this fight. He had one game plan. He was arrogant enough to think this game plan is going to win me the fight, and he stuck with that until the 12th. Yo, the best thing Adrian Broner did was talk trash on Thursday before the fight. Oh, no, nah, the Trying best to thing fight is, it. The, is the whip when he yeah. came out. What? He wasn't flat-footed on that whip, though. No, he, he wasn't. He came out, he was bouncing on his feet, just, ah. But he's not dedicated to, he's not dedicated to his craft, and... Floyd Mayweather realizes this. Oh, Floyd. He can't control yeah. this kid. Nope. And Floyd just looked down. Actually, Floyd looked giddy because he was just hanging all over the real prospect of the night. Who, Errol Spence Jr. Errol Spence Jr. And uh, Floyd, I mean, might have answered two Broner questions after the fight. And he did like that little mock. Uh, well, yeah, we media went outside joint. and talked yeah, to him. Yeah, we outside. And he probably talked about Broner twice. Everything was Errol, Errol, Errol. Fight Errol next. Errol needs a fight. Errol versus Thurman, which yeah. is premature, by the way. It's, it's early. But I mean, it was, everything was Errol. Errol, Errol. Like, Broner no longer existed. It was here today, gone tomorrow. And Broner didn't even come through the post-fight. Well, no. he's. A, I mean, you know, Broner does as Broner does. He's a douchebag. Just like he walked out on the Marcos Maidana interview, he didn't come to the post-fight. Now, he wasn't marked up. He wasn't injured. He wasn't like he got com his ass annihilated. He just lost, and he left. And then he went and put up that stupid-ass Instagram With video. With a gun. At the mob museum, come on, man! Like, there you he has no humility in defeat. <laughs> come on, you lost. Like, it's not like you got robbed. You just flat out lost. And then you know your post fight, you're like, I'm good financially. Nobody cares financially. Yeah, I was about to say he didn't lose, yo, because all he cares about is the money. And in the grand scheme of life, he lost. Should have took that Rock Nation guarantee. Yeah, I mean, look what you've done. Look, look what you've done to your career. He's a he's a clown. I mean, where do you? Like, he's a clown at this point. And a year ago, I think I wrote an article a year ago, year and a half ago, trying to defend Broner and his skills and what he could be moving forward. And I just didn't take into account personality and heart. There ain't no measure to heart, and he has none of it. Face of the kids is not that good. That's shit, all I, there is to he it. He's talented. He just has no heart. Like, you he can't win shit with no heart. Some people are athletes. That's why you cry. Like, yeah. that's why he gets in sparring matches and cries against Well, people. yeah, we've heard about that. And so, Errol Spence I mean, is supposedly the guy that beat that ass. Yeah, I mean, shit, Porter talks about him just whooping his ass back in the day. Like, amateur level. Like, come yeah. on. So, so, so with Broner, we don't know where he goes. No. We don't know. Like, he doesn't fight at 147. Guerrero? Oh, if he if he stays at but he's not fighting one forty seven unless he can't make the way he's got to go back down. Yeah, one forty is where he needs to be. But who does he fight? You don't put him in there. Like who do you put him in there with? No champions. You don't put him in there with Provodnikov. You don't put him in there with Matisse. Who do you no. put him in? You, do you put him in there with Lamont Peterson? Maybe. No, God no. I mean, you can't put him in. Who like Peterson's what are gonna you going to dance do? around him? You can't put him in 147. You can't put him in there with Thurman. Thurman will kill him. Yep. You can't put him in there with Tim Bradley. Nope. Connor kill him. Uh, but that's the only Khan is the only fight that makes sense. But Khan's length and all this Khan is just gonna I, make him I look know. fucking stupid. But it's your last payday. Yeah. Before before Broner's on celebrity rehab on B no T V one. He won't make B T. Damn. He'll be on T V one doing celebrity rehab in like two thousand twenty one, reminiscing about his career, fat as shit, just terrible, sloppy. Like <laughs> so you don't even get a ESPN thirty for nah, thirty. Nah, man, you don't get thirty for thirty. You get T V one. You don't even get an unsung. You just get it and it's over. Damn. That's what Ugh. you get. So you fight Amir Khan. That's that's your fight. And peace out, deuces. See you later. However, Sean Porter winning this fight, his future's kind of yeah. Mayweather ain't gonna fight him. 
Sean wants Mayweather. I don't blame him. They live up the street from each other. It's a battle of Las Vegas. Um, Sean but doesn't take Spence. You don't take a step down. And I, fight a I, asked, I asked Sean that. I asked Sean that on Thursday. I said, well, you know, when you're looking across, you see Adrian Brown and Floyd Mayweather and Errol Spence all sitting together laughing and giggling, and you're, like, sitting there with a serious face. I asked him, do you think you're looking at your next two opponents? You know, once you get past Brown, it's those two. And he said not so much Spence because he doesn't think Spence has done enough. But I agree. What Mayweather said that I thought was the most interesting thing, when I asked him, he was like, well, why, what are we waiting for? Lomachenko didn't have to wait. Lomachenko got a, a title fight in his second fight. So why can't Errol Spence get a title shot? I, I, I get the argument. Errol Spence looked good. Now, granted, it was against a late replacement, Phil Greco, who only lost to Sean Porter, but has never really looked good, and he's sparring with our best friend, Jesse Vargas. Yeah. But when we're looking at this kid's timing, how dangerous he is with both hands, like, Errol Spence looked great. Yeah, switch, southpaw, you know, orthodox. Everything was just so smooth. And nothing <laughs> – Nothing was out of place, and the kid can do it all, but you have to work your way up. I'm, listen, I didn't sign Lomachenko to a title fight. Whoever the hell did pulled one hell of a string. But but beyond that, it's not the norm. It's not what's supposed to happen. It's Let not. the kid build. Let the kid go two years and pound on people and let him work his way up the ladder. Like, Keith Thurman? Come on, man. Keith Thurman is headlining his own PBC cards. Yeah, Let Keith the Thurman. Bum, though, granted. No, I mean, that's fine, but he just had Guerrero, who Floyd beat, and he beat yeah. him worse. Well, yeah. We, and he we know has, shop worn. It's, yeah, it's and he's going through the same people Floyd fought, and he doesn't care. That kid is on a different level. He's closer to getting a Floyd fight than he is getting an Errol Spence fight. Well, so here, here's the dilemma with Errol Spence. I'm not mad at him. Be, I'm not mad at Floyd saying I'm relinquishing my belts, and if Sean Porter or Keith Thurman want one of my belts, I got to fight Errol Spence for it. I'm not mad at, at Floyd saying that because he, it's he Floyd. Control I, that shit. Though. I think he doesn't, but he does. This this goes both ways. Floyd, if Floyd says you're fighting on my undercard, and if one of these sanctioned bodies, because he's not giving up the WBO belt, but there's a whole like a lot of politics behind all that, that nonsense. He hasn't even received it. Yeah. <laughs> but the WBC or the ring or any of those titles, if, if any of those organizations will sanction him to fight for a title, yeah, okay, I can see it. Errol's going to fight on Floyd's undercard. He is. That's it's guaranteed. That Who he's going to fight is the question. Sean Porter says, I'm not going to have another fight and have to watch Floyd Mayweather fight after me. I get that. But we're talking about Al Heyman here. Al Heyman, he's going to say, hey, look, I'm going to throw all this money at you. Because if Floyd, we'll talk about who Floyd's going to fight. Whoever Floyd's going to fight, we need a strong undercard. Cause oh, yeah, because it's not going to be the drawing power that Pacquiao had. Yeah, and if it's going to be Floyd's last fight, it's good to introduce a bunch of new fighters. Errol Spence is one of them. Keith Thurman, who's fighting in July, I don't know if he's ready, he'll be ready for September. If he gets this kid out of here, maybe he will. But Keith Thurman headlines his own shit. Once again, like, they can headline their own but the, stuff. Like, is there why any, am I fighting under you? Is there any greater exposure right now than being on the undercard with Floyd Mayweather fight? Being on NBC with your name in the marquee yeah, do you think is that's, greater exposure. Yes, I think it's better than know. being the tagline underneath Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. Keith Thurman ain't headline no pay-per-view. Not no right one now. Is. No one is. I mean, if your name's not Mayweather and your name's not Canelo. Or Cotto. Or Cotto, well, who is now fighting Canelo. You're not doing shit. Triple G will be up there. Doing the same thing He'll be headlining Pay-per-views by himself soon Well soon I, I can make the same case For Thurman soon nah. Same case for Wilder Soon No 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 Mm-mm. Not those guys Not yet They don't have followings Like that Not as And I love Keith Thurman He doesn't have a following Like that yet No Wilder's getting there and He's getting close Triple He just didn't look good isn't like that close I mean they're gonna Tri- force it Here's the smart They're right. going to push before it we get into, they don't got shit else Before we get too far Into Triple G the, the point I wanna make About Triple G that works Is that they have marketed him In Cali And New York Equally so he has fans on both sides. 
and across over the seas. They did the right thing with how they've handled Triple G's career. Keith Thurman hasn't it just hasn't panned out like that yet. He's on his way, which is why I wouldn't be mad at a Mayweather fight. Now, I say that to say this. If you're going to fight Errol Spence Jr., fight his ass now. Don't wait two years for this oh, kid to get, get better. better. Yeah. Don't wait for him to get better. He's 25. He wants a title now. He's good enough to get a title now. Anybody that I know that's been in Mayweather's gym that's seen him spar and beat up on Floyd Mayweather when he, when he came out of jail, like that, that's the story. When Floyd got out of jail, he needed somebody to sharpen him up, and it was Errol Spence Jr., and Errol Spence gave him a nasty black eye. Errol Spence beat his ass. Floyd won't tell me. Floyd will look at me and be like, he gave me that good work. I know what that means because Floyd never says anybody gives him good no, work. No, no. You know what I'm saying? So Floyd, You can see it in Floyd's eye. Yeah, you, you know what like, Floyd was like, he's going to be a star because he gave me problems. Errol Spence is a problem. And, and I love Sean Porter, but that's actually a really good fight. It's, a, it's intriguing. If Errol fights anyone and – Especially on the undercard, you go Garcia. Danny and, Garcia? I mean, he's no. thirsty. Danny's not going to get. Danny won't Boy, Danny take has that a fight, fight coming up, right? Da- yeah, Danny's fighting Paulie Malignaggi. Oh shit! They gave him a fight for August. Yeah, Danny's Danny's off. Oh, Danny's off. He's, he's making his welterweight debut against Paulie Malignaggi. So, oh, he's but Danny not. would love one of those belts. Danny's belt yeah, hungry. He's belt hungry, but they're moving him along at a deliberate pace. They know what they're doing with Danny. They know Danny's got a. Uh, even the Paulie fight's not a gimme fight. Everybody thinks because Paulie got ran over by Sean Porter's a gimme. Danny Garcia has problems with boxers. Yeah. And Paulie is a boxer. So. Arrow's got to wait, yo. Arrow's got to beat up I on some think, of these guys. I don't think he has to. I think it's best. Look. What is Marcos Maidana doing? I don't know. He's probably smoking a Cuban somewhere. He can get knocked out. He got time. I mean, look. Listen, Arrow can get him. Arrow can get uh, El Perro and Gulo if he can cut the weight. Perro, he's fighting 47. If, I mean, what? He's no, fighting he at 54 fight. before. He ain't fighting 47. When do you fight? I swear I saw him at StubHub at 47. I don't think so. But Spence can get – I don't care who Spence fights. I just know if I'm one of the up-and-comers that's trying to vie for that spot once Floyd retires, I want a piece of Errol Spence now before that kid gets any better because you're not going to want to fight him soon. You don't want the L, though. You don't – I mean – like Because Spence is gonna, Spence is going to – You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, look, right? Spence is going to be a lot of people. Now, you know who Sean Porter should fight? Manny Pacquiao. Ooh. Now, for those who don't know, Sean Porter sparred with Manny Pacquiao. And there's a deep, dark secret that Porter put Pacquiao on his ass in sparring at wild card. So, and Porter won't shy away from it. He'll just say, who, who told you that? You know how Sean is. He'll say, who told you that? So, Sean Porter and Manny Pacquiao next year will be a great fight. If Sean can't get the Mayweather fight, and he's got to take a tune-up fight on PBC, you know, and he doesn't get a Kell Brook rematch, which I don't see him getting. And Kell Brook is a problem, by the way, for everybody at 47. Kell yeah. Brook is a problem. Ah. He's a problem. But He's a really good boxer. And, and once again, with him, I just don't see like that next. I mean, I don't see it with a lot of guys, but I think Kell Brook beats Amir Khan. Oh, I think so, too. I, I think Khan wants none of that. Who, who beats Kell Brook at 147 right now? I, I think Porter would give him some problems. It'd be, Porter lost to him. Okay, but Porter obviously. I mean, it was a good fight. Don't I, get me wrong. But, but Kell Brook showed why he's one of the top two. I athletes. think Porter now is, is just on a different confidence level either. When he was just talking about the fight, like that, and how that fight went, he was like really just disheartened by what he went into thinking in his yeah. game plan and not making adjustments. So I mean, I'd like to see the rematch there. Uh, who else? No, no, not you. Got to go down. Yeah, I don't I know mean, who beats Keith, Kell Brook. I don't know who beats him. Keith Thurman and Kell Brook is an excellent fight. Amazing fight, but it de- also depends what Keith shows up. Keith scares me with that shit. Keith will come out and just like try to overly box people, and yeah. like yo, Keith, man. 
you you knock people out. How about you just standing there and knock people out? See, I, yeah, I don't know. Like all he I'm saying fancy. is, Errol Spence Jr. is going to finally make with an undercard. If one of you guys want a belt, fight him for it. If you're gonna fight him, fight him now. Don't wait. If you wait any longer, the kid's just gonna get better. Yeah, Kel, like I'm saying, Errol Spence is the real deal. Like Errol Spence, Gennady Golovkin, those are two guys that can't miss. Can't miss. Can't miss. 147 is crowded. Very crowded. Speaking of, who's the kingpin in 147? Who is he fighting in September? He's fighting Andre Berto. Or Green Mayfield. <laughs> yo, he's like, yo, what he says, right? Yo, sitting Floyd in that says room, with, Floyd says. Sitting in that room with him is like, you know, Floyd, who are you going to write? And everybody knows he's trolling. Like, Dan Raphael was like, he asked me, he was like, hey, man, is he really trolling? I was like, he's trolling the yeah, shit yeah. out of us right he's now. He's not serious about it. He's that. never fighting Andre Berto. Because he was supposed to fight Andre Berto years ago. Hey, but, Spence could fight Berto, though. I'm not mad at that. That's actually a good fight, and Spence will beat the shit out of Andre Berto. Yeah, Berto might want a belt, like a chance at a belt. Hey, why not? It's your last chance. Fuck it. And I, I don't that's, blame that's him. That's a good fight. That's a very, that's very good fight. But for Mayweather, I still think Khan's the front runner. Oh, yeah. I think Khan's going to get it in, in the um, end. Yeah. He'll get it in the end. I mean, Kell Brook's not No, that's not. They, Mayweather's not fighting Kell Brook. No. no reason behind it. No, 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 no logic. Mean, if you're going to fight Kell Brook, you might as well fight, fight Amir Khan. He sells better. Um, not fighting Sean Porter. No. He doesn't feel like he's he's not a draw. Like, Mayweather's a businessman. He's fighting for business. He's not fighting to for competition. So, sure. it's it's Khan. It's that's it. There's no other options. It's Amir Khan. Like where, where else does he go? He's gonna do fight Tim Bradley. He, I mean, but he doesn't want to split that that pot. Like yeah, it's not, dude. Why go outside of the Heyman tree? That's like the next thing, right? Like it, if you're gonna give money to someone, you're gonna give it to Al, right? Like you're not gonna go back and no, you're not gonna fight no. It makes guy. no sense. It makes no sense. Floyd Mayweather will be fighting Amir Khan in September. He will troll us until he de- decides to make an announcement. I, I've never seen Floyd so relaxed. It was actually really good talking to him after the fight because he was just really relaxed and just answering questions, shining the light on Errol Spence. He know he's putting on his promoter's hat. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, everyone so, else is booked, yo. I mean, it's Conor, nobody. You, it's, it's trouble. I mean, Kell Brooks scheduled for the 29th yeah. of August. But, I mean, you can you can drop out of that. He I mean, but he doesn't it, have it an opponent. Happen. But I mean, it's literally Amir Khan is the only one just sitting there open. Yo, it's and. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Sean Porter, Amir Khan, they don't want Porter. Uh, Marcos Maidana, but done that. Guerrero's shot. I mean, you're not going to fight Keith Thurman on short rest. Like. No. Nah, so so there, so there's that. We don't know. The intrigue is removed. It's yeah, going to be Amir Khan. It's going to be Amir Khan. Now, also this weekend, we had Andre Ward return the ring on BET to uh, 325,000 oh, people. I almost people. forgot about that. Everybody did. Now, forgot about that last week. Yeah. Look, yeah. So did you watch the fight? I did. So He looked good. Yeah, it's, it's Paul Smith. Paul Smith came in like super overweight. It's terrible. Like he fought a bum. He looked good. He, of course, he looked good. It's Andre Ward. He he sharpened up. He had um, Steph Curry walk him out. I saw that. Uh, my man Sway, shout out Sway. Uh, got to call a fight. If people don't know, Sway's a huge boxing fan. That's all we like text about is boxing. Huge boxing fan. So he, for him to get the opportunity to call a fight on BET and be out there, I haven't talked to him yet about. it. I'm gonna ask him how it felt because that fight should had no business being on BET. No. At the same time as a Porter a Broner fight. Come Horrible on, booking for that fight. Terrible. I don't know what. Like again, like I said, what's going on now? Ward and Golovkin are having words through social media and through other outlets. That's a good look. You got to start building. Triple G. You don't want to catch him, Rusty. Rusty. Yeah, you never catch Rusty. Dude's too busy. No, but I mean, as Andre Ward, like you don't want to oh, yeah. come into that fight, Rusty. Right. So you got one under your belt. Now let's talk. Yeah. Ain't shit for October. I mean, you got uh, Canelo Cotto being talked about in November. Well, Golovkin's supposed to be fighting overseas, I believe. 
But he fights four times a year. Yeah, but he, he I fight mean, tomorrow and then be right back. True, but he, he, if the war fight is going to happen, you got to build to it, and you got you got about six months to build towards that fight. So Golovkin usually takes that weird Morocco fight in January. Yeah, he, no, he'll take some wild fight somewhere, beat the shit out of somebody, and come back and be like, "Yo, I want Mayweather," and if War wants it, I'll beat him up too. Because it's a good the, fight. The options are plentiful. Because Cotto and Canelo, he wants one of those guys too. And Cotto straight up said, "I want Golovkin." He's nuts. He's lost his mind. But he knows where the check is. Oh, the you check know who else wants anyway. Golovkin? Your boy, Oscar De La Hoya, said he'll come out of retirement oh, to fight God. Golovkin. Floyd wants Oscar if he comes out of retirement. That Floyd's trolling again. Yeah, of course. Floyd's trolling uh, <laughs> But Golovkin needs a name. And if Oscar's truly going to come out and fight Golovkin, get the check. Kill Oscar De La Hoya. If Oscar comes out and fights Golovkin, you know Aram gave him the biggest guarantee and payday ever. Because that's the only reason to come out. Aram's throwing the bank at him, and you know... That at that point, Oscar's just panicked. He he sees PBC, he sees Heyman, and he's just losing his damn mind. I mean, and he's just going for the cash grab. That's like Shamrock. It is a cash. It's like grab. Shamrock Kimbo, but there's Dude, no Kimbo. Fighting Daddy Golovkin when you've been out, and the last time you fought, you got washed by Manny Pacquiao. Never. And Manny Pacquiao's little. Golovkin's big. Two rounds. I give him two rounds. I give him it's death. We'll be carrying Oscar out on a stretcher. <laughs> for real, we'll be carrying Oscar out on a stretcher. It'll be over. He'll be wearing fishnets at the end of that fight again. Hey, that's Oscar's <laughs> thing. You, you ain't minding that. So, yeah, so Ward, I mean, great. You're on BT. Good to see you back, buddy. Didn't care. The best fight of the weekend was the Ndama Lemieux fight. I don't know if anybody saw the fight on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, that was um, good. David Lemieux out of Canada. David Lemieux wants a piece of Golovkin. David Lemieux is a slugger. Might be fun to watch him. Yeah. I want to see Golovkin fight somebody that can hit. And Lemieux can hit. And see if he can take a hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I'd like to see it, but uh, Oscar said that fight's not happening. He's not putting Lemieux out there with him yet. He's got He's protecting his investments. Well, Lemieux's got to defend his title. He wants to hold on to his belt. He's got a mandatory. I forget who the mandatory is. I don't care who the mandatory is. Technically, Golovkin has the mandatory for Kodo and all this. That doesn't Sanction matter. Sanctioning bodies don't matter. At the end at of the all. day, you got to pay for, to keep your belt. It's stupid. Anyway, that's boxing in a nutshell. Boxing politics. Yeah. So... Oscar's losing his damn mind, and we can end the segment on that. Yeah, he's pretty crazy. much. Yep. Uh, when we come back, we're talking WWE and Ring, and of, Ring of Honor. Yeah, man, good. Which great had a shows great, week. great weekend. Um, and man, we gotta talk Kevin Owens. We have to talk, talk about him every week, don't we? Every week, he's the he's the showstopper right now. We we'll talk <laughs> a little bit about John Cena, maybe some other people coming to the WWE True. and being signed. So stay tuned. That segment's gonna be great. We'll bring that to you right after the break. Yeah, we got to play Tiger for you first, though. Listen to this Tiger album. Interruption, interruption. Hey. This is usually where the sponsors will go, but since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at The Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions. Hopefully the good ones at the corner pod at Gmail. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Corner LSN. My people. All right, everybody, what up? We're back and we're talking wrestling. We're going to actually start off with the WWE, even though ROH was sick this week. It was, but yeah, you're right. We'll start with WWE first. WWE, Brock is a beast. Brock, Next. Yeah, Brock, yeah, pretty much. Brock is back. Um, I'm, I'm a little curious about his booking, though. You watched Raw, right? Yeah. Him getting beat up by the authority. By the authority. I thought it was good. You know, the authority's kind of making up. and But they had to turn face. You've been saying this for weeks. Well, they had to turn the face. But Brock has to be a face. and. <sighs> It just was kind of weird seeing him getting jumped by Kane and getting choke slammed by Kane. It's Kane. 
Yeah, it's Kane. That's, Kane. What, they, Kane that's what Kane's there for. Yeah, but it, I don't know. It was very... All right. So my issue with this program right now is we're not making Dean... I mean, Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins looks strong. He's looking very weak. How strong can he look against Brock, who's supposed I mean, to look super strong? Sooner or later, like, the whole stand-up for yourself could have been meant for him more than it did for Ambrose. Like, Ambrose like, all right, he's a regular guy. Lesnar's a beast. And if you have him going into Battleground, which is not your top-tier pay-per-view, looking weak like he needs the authorities' help, it's going to be hard to convince anybody that Rollins can beat him without having a hand of the entire authority. And the authority in itself is kind of weak, with the exception of Kane. Like, Mercury and Noble? Well, there's no more uh, Mercury, right? And what happened? One of them. I'm not sure if it was Noble or Mercury, but Brock broke his ribs. Well, go figure. Yeah, you got to yo, – he uh, when he threw him, like, into the barricade. I, I, you know, yeah, I he got the Aldo, broke his ribs. They had to bring out a stretcher for him. Um, didn't walk out of the arena. That's why, like, if you paid attention to the end of Raw, there was only three of them beating up on Brock. You're right. I didn't even – I haven't even read the dirt sheet since Raw. never got up. Like, he was just on the side, like, stretcher – they just didn't pan the camera over there. It was a wrap. Broke his ribs. So, so, so now you don't even got J and J security. That's what I'm anymore. saying. So how do you really play this out to make it? If, if Rollins is going to look like a coward, the cowardly heel, there's ways to be a cowardly heel and it works. Edge and Christians were great at doing this. They cheated every time they won the title. <laughs> yes. And it was great. But Rollins, is, he's one of your legit talents. And with Lesnar coming in, you're in a dilemma because you still got to make Lesnar look like Lesnar. Ask CM Punk how he feels about them pushing certain people over certain people. Yeah, I know, right? But so it's like, what do you do? You're like, you're heading into battleground. You're having this fight. Like, how is this going to be booked? It can't be booked as a one-on-one because it's going to be suplex city, bitch. And it's going to be over. Got to book it. No holds barred. Has to come into this. But um, then, counts, balls count anywhere. Then you roll into SummerSlam doing what? Then you roll into SummerSlam and you put together some sort of triple threat. I mean, Reigns, like a lot of people are saying, has to be a one-off with Bray. Even though I think it's a great rivalry. This is a great program. Great and I hope, rivalry. And I hope Reigns loses. Yeah, then then we know we get Reigns See, at SummerSlam. I need, I need a legit – no, I need a legit feud. I need Reigns and Wyatt to have a legit Hell in a Cell type feud. Oh, my God. Them in a Cell would be incredible. I don't need, I don't need Reigns back in the title picture. I don't need it. Not but until I, WrestleMania. But with Lesnar coming back, he kind of throws a monkey wrench in everything because he's too good. Yeah. He's too he's – he, he can't disappear with the belt anymore. Like, that was well, so no, bad. I, I think they had – when they re-upped his contract, that's why I don't see Lesnar getting this belt. I see something happening that prevents him from getting this belt. But it has to make sense. That's all I'm asking. Makes sense. At the end of it, you know what I see happening? What? I see, you know, Lesnar just losing his shit and getting DQ'd in this battleground match. Because, you know, he's just Suplex City, everyone, um, the ref, everyone else. Michael Cole. Yeah. Out of shoot. <laughs> Listen, he's going to get DQ'd. Fine. Uh, Rollins will take an ass whooping, and then you'll go into SummerSlam. Rollins, Brock again. No disqualification, all this stuff. And they're building up this, like, slow, like, weird animosity between Triple H and Rollins where it looks like they're, you know, Rollins is going to part See, from it. that makes sense. And then if you have Triple H come out and pedigree Brock – and Triple H looks strong, and Rollins win at SummerSlam, you set up Brock versus Triple H at Mania. No belt needed. That's a, that's a long ways away, it's Mania. It's a long build. But, but Triple I, H I can, can keep screwing him. Like, I mean, shit, you can put somebody Brock else in everything. Has, somebody else has to turn heel. In order for Rollins to turn face, somebody has to turn heel. A full-time has to turn heel. You can't have Triple H as a part-time. It won't make sense. No, you, I mean, Rollins can continue as a heel. Triple H just helped him. And he'll just be the authority's lackey again. But he always needs help, and then this time Triple H is the helper. And here's your dilemma again. What do you do with Lesnar? 
he disappears again. He only how many things is he scheduled for this year? I don't know. Six, eight. I they mean, use it on July fourth. He's fighting Kofi Kingston on July fourth. They, yo, they booked like four for him right away, and they're just gonna be like, yo, disappear. He he has six it's, events probably this is between weird. now and SummerSlam. They've already booked. It's either it's either that or you put him on the shelf. It's either that or you like take the DQ at Battleground and like break his leg or something like. Something dastardly. He like, has to be a SummerSlam, though. He, yeah, he does. I, I mean, I, j- I don't know how this is going to play out. It's my only complaint because you just it's just nice seeing Brock Lesnar in the ring. When you watch him, it's like everything changes because you see a guy in there who's just you can't help but watch him. And it's like, dog, all he does is suplex people. German suplexes. German release suplexes. That's it. Shit's amazing, though. But it's fascinating <laughs> to watch. Like, yo, Rollins takes a bump. There was a bump that he took when he got German suplex, and he, like, flopped over on his face. Yeah. And he looked like he was dead. And I was like, yo, this dude is great. So that's my only qualm right now is I'm just trying to figure out how they're going to book this. Uh, Reigns in, like, the, the way Wyatt and Reigns are playing this few out, like, the pictures with the eyes cut out. Oh, the yo, daughters in play. There was, like, the little tea set. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my like, God. Yo, Ray is just amazing at selling this. Stop shit. playing me, WWE. Stop. My boy Bray Wyatt. Is your best talent that you're misusing aside from Dolph Ziggler? Oh, we're, we'll get to Dolph in a second. Yeah. Dolph, we'll you can't, you can't keep doing this to Wyatt. Wyatt. Like, he can't just lose the reins and get blown off and go into SummerSlam in the title shot. This needs to be an extended feud. Right back. I this, mean, give oh him God, a belt. Please, can we get rid of Ryback give for him, a minute? Give Bray any belt. Like, at this point, come on, man. Like, it's it's getting ridiculous. Bray, it is stupid. Bray would be such a good champion. He I don't just, care what belt it is. Imagine him just rocking with that fucking belt and, and the lantern and the belt coming out. Oh, I don't think he get, like I think Wyatt's like a heavyweight champion of bust. I think there's no point in having like he's a, a wrestler who doesn't need a title. He doesn't. No. He's just that good. But even Mankind won titles. Early yeah. Undertaker won titles. It just adds to their fucking scary factor. Yeah. So with that being said, like WWE, again, I still have enjoyed the booking. Um, Kevin Owens and Cena were at it again. Uh, Kevin Owens, you know, dropping some French, and then Cena dropping some what he dropped some Chinese yeah, on that some ass. Chinese. <laughs> it was corny as hell, but whatever. I'm I'm rocking with it. Like I just want the fact well, that the belt's on the line now. Well, see, I have a pro- again. I have a problem with this weird battleground pay per view. We got five weeks to build this thing up, and are we really blowing off this feud at battleground? I hope not. The blow off should be at SummerSlam. Yeah. Not Battleground. No, Battleground I mean, should end in some kind of ridiculous DQ. And if, then this, we might get a whole bunch of DQs at Battleground. That's if, what I'm thinking. If Owens wins the title, though, it's, and carries the belt legit, and Cena wins it back at SummerSlam, that, that's still one hell of a statement. Yeah, I, we'll see. I, my only, again, I'm being real pessimistic right now. My, my big concern about Owens is what happens after the Cena feud. Which way do you go with him? It's so hard. much of him is a prize fighter fighting for a belt. They built him up as a champion. But I guess we're waiting for Sami Zayn to come back, right? Oh, That's yeah, all we're yeah. really doing is waiting for Sami Zayn Killing to come time. back. So you have to ask yourself, is Zayn never got hurt with Cena and Owens being in this program right now? No, I think Zayn – I think they bought Zayn out to feud with Cena. And, you know, Cena has the worst luck. I, I swear to you he does because every time it looks like he's sniffing, getting close to being a heel. And that heel turn everyone wants so damn it ain't much. Happening. Something happens to someone. He Daniel makes, Bryan could have took the mantle of the one the kids loved, Cena heel turn versus Bryan. Boom, he has to give up the title. Last year at Mania, all this stuff. That can't be your angle. And then you have, once again, you go into it, building up, building up, building up. Cena, you got the U.S. Open Championship. You're wrecking people. You have your challenge. Zayn, you come out, you wreck him. He could be the fan favorite. Cena, you could do a heel turn. Boom, Zayn's out. 
Yeah, so I mean, to, I don't, I don't, Monster Hugh. Yeah, Zane, <laughs> Zane and Cena wasn't a legit feud. That was just like the U.S. Open, the United States title challenge. Oh, um, I, I thought I heard everything. The talks of it was Zane being bought up. Yeah, and not and not Owens. That I thought be, they were gonna let Owens rock as the NXT champion and, and Zane just stay up and maybe continue their feud down just to build viewers. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, all, to me, all Zane this has is, to be main roster when he comes back. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He main roster is chasing Owens. That's how it works. But you have to chase Owens for something. Well, no, you chase Owens for revenge. Why do you have to chase for anything else? Because that's Owens' character. He's a champion. He's a prize fighter. If he does if Owens drops the title to Finn Balor, like what most of us expect him to do, and makes a main roster run, beating Cena for the U.S. title, coming back, and to keep Owens strong, you have Zayn ruin his rematch at SummerSlam in, in a return. You have a few that culminates in like Hell in a Cell at Survivor Series. That's not bad. That. Or, depending on how long Zayn's out, because I can't remember how long he's out with his shoulder injury, you build this thing out to, like I said, the Royal Rumble, and you go into Mania with those two feuding. Everything right now feels like a placeholder for those two because they've had such great matches, and anybody else against Owens just doesn't look as good. But Owens makes a lot of people just look good. Yeah. Because we, we still got Samoa Joe, which was, first of all, it was uh, NXT was a complete waste last week. <laughs> to have these two just brawl to a DQ, it was like, great, nice tease. Like, I don't, I don't know why we did that, but... But they're not going to be able to fight each other too long either. Like, is that their long game? Or are they thinking Zayn can't stay healthy or they want to see him healthy and they're going to fast-track Joe? Like, are they going to bring Joe main roster and just chase Owens? He doesn't have that allure that Owens right now. Like, No, but you hope Cena builds Owens to well, be of course. the, the well, one Owen, who carries I mean, stuff, and then Joe comes in and chases his ass up. Owens has it, period. Promos, he has it. I love Joe's work in the ring. He's not as good as the microphone. I didn't as mind Kevin. his promo last no, week. They're good, but they're not Kevin Owens' promos. No. Kevin, psychologically, Kevin. isn't either. I no. Mean, and actually, want to know what? Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose would be a great program. As much as Definitely. like Dean Ambrose has this really weird work rate in the ring, or sometimes I love watching him wrestle, and other times like I hate that slingshot clothesline after a while. But I think him and Owens could have a great program. So there's a lot of fuse for Owens. I just I like what they're doing with them. I'm just interested to see where they're going with them. Um, but well, enough, uh, enough about this WWE stuff. Well, before we move on to ROH, your boy Ziggler. Oh yeah, man. Maybe on the move. His contract's almost up. All the you know the dirt sheets are saying he's out of there. Looking to be a free agent. TNA might be a, a destination. ROH might Ugh. be a destination. TNA would be disgusting. They just miss He just everybody. wants to be the guy. He's tired of getting buried. Yeah, I mean, TNA, they just, they're bad. They, they lost suck. everyone, though. They can use a face. Yeah, but who watches Destination America for TNA? No one. I mean, exactly. but Ziggler's going to get paid. You, you get the money, you get to be the guy. I don't even know how much money not, TNA has. He's not going to be the guy. Not in WWE, he's not. Then I don't think... With everything going so right for the WWE right now, they don't have to push Dolph Ziggler, no matter what anybody says. It's like, no. shut up, you got Kevin Owens. Shut up, you got Seth Rollins. Shut up, you got Dean Ambrose. You got a bunch of indie guys. You got Neville. Like, have you ever listened yeah. to a Lillian Garcia? <laughs> Neville! It's terrible. But um, <laughs> and I don't know why they got rid of his first name. You know, like, Adrian Neville, because yeah. he's like a superhero. Like, like Cesaro? Name. Where the hell is Cesaro? I know Tyson Kidd's hurt. Why is Cesaro carrying this Intercontinental title? Oh, I don't know. He's just taking a hiatus real this quick. This is stupid. That's a misuse of having the talent. title is ridiculous. Look. But maybe Ryback has to be a one-off, right? I hope so. so Please get Cesaro in that. Oh, my God. So Cesaro is a guy strong enough to really yeah, he you know, go against yeah, Ryback. So Out of the ring. That might be the slow play. You might be ahead yeah. of the jump in the gut. So yeah. I don't know what they do with Ziggler. Um... Like I said, Ziggler, he doesn't have enough leverage to force the WWE to, like, push me or else. And they'd be like, bye. Yeah, you're out of here. Yeah, your see whack ass zigzag. Yeah, like, then we're just going to call up Tyler Breeze because he looks like you. Thanks. 
Exactly. <laughs> Prince Pretty. I got no problem with Tyler Breeze. I like Tyler Breeze. So ROH. Before so we gotta get out of here. Um ROH though. Come I on. mean, Best in the World was look, Best in the World wasn't the greatest of the ROH shows, right? But Jay Lethal beating Jay Briscoe and having both titles. Which I told someone on Twitter, shout out to you, who told me it was going to happen. I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. Briscoe just signed a contract. Lethal is, it's been a long time coming. I've been watching Lethal since he was in the X Division when he was just another guy wrestling with like Sanjay Dutt getting tossed around. And then when he became like a character wrestler, when he would be like Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage. And he was really good at it. And I was just like, nah, he's never going to get anywhere with that. Yeah. Then he comes to ROH, he becomes the, TV, the, the ROH TV champ, which is, you know, a phenomenal feat for any wrestler. Like, holding that title is a big deal. For him to be Jay Briscoe, who hasn't lost in two years. Two years. In a match that was strangely paced because it was super slow at first. But it, started, it worked out all these cool angles. It was like, all right, so let's strip away everything that can cheapen Jay Lethal from winning. Let's get rid of Truth Martini. Let's get, a, let's get rid of all of the guys on the side. And him and Jay Briscoe go one-on-one. And the lethal injection combination that he threw in and hitting uh, with the J-Driller. Yeah. The, the finish was clean, and like you see lethal holding back tears. It's a black dude with cornrows that just won the title in ROH in 2015. Let that go. <laughs> Only person right now that can have cornrows is Pusha T, and that's because the power is in his hair. Woo! Oh, man. Besides that, lethal can't do it, man. You got to let it go. Yeah. And they're like going back. It's crazy. Like, it's, it's just a horrible 2015. But, but he's a great character in ring. Uh, I mean, out of ring. In ring, he's a good worker. I, he, he deserves it. But where do you go now? You can't defend two belts. Well, he kind of can. He could put – he's going to probably get trapped in some situation where he's got to put them both on the line on the same night. That's horrible. Oh, okay, yeah. Two different you people. Know, like, That's not bad. You get Nigel McGinnis out there since he's, you know, like the, the head honcho of their ROA to make him defend both titles. I don't know against who. Um I mean, AJ has to have a belt, so. Well, AJ's AJ's like. Uh, besides just the overseas. Like. Yeah, I mean, AJ's New Japan. Like, they're, they're sharing talent because, like, Nakamura and everybody's coming it's in. coming back again. Yeah, for an August show, which is great. But it's weird. Right, right now you see, like, okay, Roderick Strong's getting the next title shot against Lethal, which should be a great match. Cool. Should be all right. Roddy's been great. Phenomenal healing pro wrestling gorilla. For those who don't watch pro wrestling gorilla, you're really missing out. Uh, Roderick Strong is a douchebag in PWG and is great. That should be great. Um, you got guys like Moose coming along. I don't know how I feel about Moose. Moose got like a, a belly kind of like over his six pack. Like, he's, he's a freakish not, athlete though. He's yeah. very green. He's very, he very, is. very, very he green. Is. But they, he's coming they give along. Him a nice push. Yeah. You know, just now losing, but it was title fights. I was surprised know? he got pinned. I, I was legit surprised he got pinned. He got um, he's on his own. Cedric Alexander turned heel. Yeah. Uh, which was good for his character. I don't know what um Vita does for him as a manager, but whatever. Uh, but you look at the title picture, you see a few guys like ACH, who's in a very weird feud right now. Um, you know, BJ Whitmer and those guys, and, yeah. and, and a page like I'm just well, whatever. Like I can't, I'm not <laughs> just not a fan of those guys. And there's a lot of weird stuff. Like you know, just when you get to like the mid card, and I haven't been watching like as long as other people I had to go back and like catch up and stuff. But the mid card stuff, like I'm really kind of over the kingdom. We'll see. Like. I, I just don't like their dynamic anymore. The the whole Bullet Club thing, which is cool, but you just did that like three shows in a row in some dynamic. Yeah, yeah like but they got to do something else than just feud with members of the Bullet Club. Well, man, look, it's like this: Adam Cole is a star. Like Adam Cole in in that rumors actually WWE is trying to sign him. They've been talking about Adam Cole because he's got it written all over. He looks like a star, and the way the way that match was booked because it was it was a fun it was the most fun. Of all the matches on that card, 
I know you thought. I thought the main event was probably like the best one, but I mean, it was know, a good match. I'm a young and Bucks AJ guy. AJ Styles, is, yeah. yeah wearing the on finish, me. like what I enjoyed about this match is first of all, Maria got super kicked by all everybody, <laughs> which was great. And I don't know how everybody else felt about it, but it took me back to when May Young just get piled drive. I mean, a power bomb through tables. Yes. Great. Maria getting super kicked by the Young Bucks and AJ was great. The way Adam Cole finished the match, when it was just him as a heel, as a heel battling all three of those guys and he- holding his own, yep. was great. And then he just ate it. Like, he ate the, the, the tombstone and then into the Styles class. It was great. Um, Adam Cole is your guy. If you're ROH, he's going to get a title shot. He's going to face Jay Lethal, and he's going to get that title back because he held it before he got hurt. Yeah. He's that good. The kingdom, yeah. I mean, it's just worn thin on me. If you want to push Cole, and you know, push him. Yeah, I don't Cole, care. Is, Cole is Adam Cole but is your guy. Like their dynamic is just wearing really thin on me. Yeah, um, it's time to go something different. You know, and Jay Briscoe will be back in the picture. It's not like he's going to be gone. No, he just know? read up. They got to give yeah. Jay like you know some love. I mean, you know, put him back in the title picture, which was strange. I don't mind them holding the tag team titles. By you know, the way, like I, I like the you know the Briscoes. Yeah. better than I like Jay Briscoe. Like. Yeah. I, no, I, I wish I, you on that. I like that dynamic. The strangest booking of the best in the world was the fact that you put on the Red Dragon um, uh, addiction match. Yeah. After the 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 Bullet Club Kingdom match, which was like you turned all the way up for this this high flying high energy match, and then you got this kind of really weird technical. Me- yeah, methodical no <laughs> DQ match, which was like. I don't know, man. Like, the addiction, like, Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, they're old now. I don't know what the hell Christopher Daniels was wearing. It was like a Kurt Angle singlet for a grandpa. <laughs> but I like him. It's just weird placement in that match. And Red they, Dragon, I, I mean. I mean, I like Red Dragon. Yeah, like, I like Red I've Dragon. always said it. Red Dragon is Vaudevillains and NXT. That's who they are. The same thing. They would be better. Kyle O'Reilly's great to watch. Um, I don't know. The, there wasn't enough chemistry in that tag team title match for me. And then Chris Saban coming out and kind of ruining it. Like, we had just seen it with um, Steve Carino's son in the match before. So it was like, eh, what am I watching here? Like, yeah. why is this match here? But all in all, it was a good show, and Ring of Honor just kind of got it. Yeah, man. I, I can't wait for the August show, like you said. More yeah. people coming from New Japan. and Death Before Dishonor is coming up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be some good matches for ROH, and uh, we got to catch one of those shows. Got to catch a PWG show. Yeah, I'm going to have to take you. Yeah, Whew. man. We got to do a lot of stuff this summer. Yep. It's going to be crazy. Yep. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You're going to be along for the ride with us this whole summer. So anywhere we go, we're talking about it. Anything you guys want to talk about, hit up the mailbag. It's uh, thecornerpod at gmail.com. Yep. Hit us up on Twitter. You know, mine is at Kel Dansby. I'm on, at Andreas Hill. And, and tell, yo, tell Kel how crazy. Just do it. Just don't be scared. Kel's not going to do anything to you. No, nah, listen, man. I make sense. That's why the people no, don't call me out. Don't make sense. I make great sense. Troll. I am not trolling. I'm dead ass serious. I can't wait until we we are going to record this and people can see the seriousness on my face. Serious troll. When I say this, and Kendrick was outside of my top five. All right, goodbye. Until next week, man. Y'all let us know how y'all like the podcast. Hit us up. We're out. Peace. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 